This episode brought to you by Own the Gray Podcast. Discover how others age with attitude at ownthegray.ca. The best conversations happen when we're having lunch with our friends, especially when one is a healer. Pull up a chair and join us to expand your knowledge and open your mind. For 50 years, Indra Rinsler has been involved in spirituality and Vedic astrology. He's been studying and sharing an Enneagram of Personality since 1999. He uses these modalities in life readings designed to help clients wake up to who they really are. And welcome to Lunch with a Healer, Indra. Oh, thank you, Susan. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. So after that introduction, I really, my first question to you is going to be, what exactly do you mean by helping clients wake up to who they really are? Okay. I, you know, I think I had a feeling you were going to, you had set that up. You were going to ask me that. So the thing is, is that who we think we are is our personality, but it's not really who we are. It's who we are in the body, who we are is essence. And so who we really are is beyond the personality, beyond the stories of the personality, beyond the needs of the stories of the personality. Someone listening to this may be confused already because they think that they are their personality. So how do you go beyond your story to find who you are? Well, I, I would suggest the, the, the image that came to me is, you know, you're, 90, you're 20 years old or 25 years old and you date and or you get a job or you, you know, or you, you go on in life and you and you you handle yourself a certain way, you dress a certain way, you handle yourself a certain way. And then 10 years later, you look back at that behavior and you say, oh, my God, uh, what was I thinking? That's not who I am here is who I am right now. And I dress this way and I am this way. And then 10 years later, you look back at that and you roll your eyes at the way you were in your 30s. Who you think you are isn't actually who you are, that you're creating a story, you're creating an image, you're, you're using that image and that story in order to feel more secure in the world. The problem is, is that it doesn't lead to security. It, it may lead to momentary security, but it does. it's not long lasting. And I remember... I don't know, you know, whether it's 15 or 20 or 25 years ago, I remember thinking, I want something that lasts longer because whether it's food or whether it's intimacy or whether it's relationships or a new clothes or a new house or a new job, they, the, the highs don't last. And in your 20s and 30s, that's not really your concern. You're very happy to have the high. But as you get into your 40s and 50s, that is not satisfying anymore. And so you're looking for something that's more real. And who I am is actually beyond that. Because when I go beyond that and I let go of the stories, all of a sudden I don't have any needs and I don't have any judgments and I'm content and, and happy with whatever I have. Then if you strip away the stories that people have, a lot of them inflicted on, I guess, uh, generational and, and your parenting, in my case anyway, is who everyone is basically the same, which is ultimately a body filled with love? Well, we're different expressions. The way, the way you love 
you know, may not be the way that I love or that, you know, my wife loves. It's, 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 this still has a unique expression, you know, we go to the museum and all the pictures are different. They may be beautiful pictures. They may be valued the same, but they're all different sizes and they have different frames and they're different pictures. And some of them are landscapes and some of them are abstracts and some of them are, are, are portraits. And, and that's, that's just kind of the nature. The nature of life is, is that they're there, you know, if you go to a park or an arboretum near you, do they all have the same plants? No, they have, you know, they have beautiful flowers, they have bushes, and then they have trees, you know, they have it, uh, an arboretum, they have it tall, an inside arboretum, they have the roof tall, because they got some trees in there too. And so the way it is, life is not made up of all tall basketball people you know it's it's you've also got some short gymnasts you know that that are <laughs> completely <laughs> different body structured but also athletes right okay that's a good analogy <laughs> all right so Indra, <laughs> what drew you to astrology of all the healing arts yeah you know i don't really know uh, the thing is because it's so long ago 50 years i think the thing is is that it's mathematical i think that i was mathematical as a kid and it and it brought an order to it i think i was looking for answers to questions and it and it can give you answers to questions i can't get too far into the astrology today i do my own version it took me a long time to kind of develop my own ideas and i took i read all the books or i read a bunch of books and i got these journal ideas and then i kind of sift through them you know like when you if you're a good cook when you you may look at a recipe the first time you make it but the second time you're kind of go if you're good you're going to kind of go off on your own and so i kind of went off on my own i think it's the i think that uh, that it gives answers it's a, it's a science you know it may be a pseudoscience but i call it a science because it's observable and it has patterns that are that repeat and and that i can i can meet somebody and work with a client that i've never met before but i can tell them things about themselves that their their therapist who may have worked with them for years don't know. And I can do that within, you know, like 10 minutes. And it's not because of me. It's because it's because that the patterning and the 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 analysis has a flawlessness to it because I'm not involved in it. I know that may I don't want to sail that over anybody's head, but you understand what I mean? Yeah, I but do. it's not my opinions. It's it's not my ego talking. It's it's coming through me. I had a interesting experience with a client yesterday. I never had this quite the same way before, but she had a father story going on. I didn't quite understand it. She mentioned it a couple of times. And I said to her, well, tell me once again about this father story. Give me give me one or two short sentences. So she gave me one or two short sentences and it wasn't anything that she said but at in a, a moment the process was is that all of a sudden i knew what it was it was something that came through me from her sire higher self i believe we call it intuition i believe it comes from my client's higher self and and so i had her use these words which was sort of a priming of the pump it wasn't that what she was saying was important, but it but it intoned the energy of what she had behind it. And I, what appeared to me was something sort of out of left field that made total sense, but it wasn't anything that I was thinking about or that you would normally even say. And the fact was is that it what she was saying was totally true, uh, untrue, that it wasn't really about anything her father did. It was all about 
it was all about her own interpretation of things and her own need to have a story that she could she could blame for her own insecurities and her own uh, fallacies. I guess through the years you've developed your intuitive capabilities, so you're probably an intuitive coach as well. And secondly, I think it's perception that's of primary importance in most people's stories. So it's not my intuition. It's it's not me. It's it's something that comes through. And in order to so what I have done is I've gotten out of the way. Is that I've been open. Right. That I that I've let go of a need to know because as soon as you have a need to know, then you then you don't have then the third eye is blocked. And uh, and so and so you let go of the need to know. You just be open, and then things appear because the wanting of something pushes it away. Because it's affirming that I don't have it. But it's so difficult to get out of your own way and to open yourself up. Well, that's probably why we have 70 or 80 years at a shot. Well, you know what? That's way too long. It just takes way too long. So back to astrology. As far as I know with astrology, I mean, I read my horoscope every day. I know that's ridiculous. And I'm an Aquarius. So is that what you do? You find out your client's birth date, month, and you go from there. You have personality traits associated with Aquarians that you would now associate with me. Uh, well, it's it's not quite it's 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 not quite that simple, and yet it's even simpler. But the 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 story is is that uh, I, first of all, I, I have to I don't want to confuse this too much. But I'm a Vedic astrologer. I use sidereal time, so the chances are that you're not actually in Aquarius. It moves in sidereal time. We we back up 24 degrees. So unless you're over 24 Aquarius, that you're actually a Capricorn. Okay. Okay. But the point is, is that I look at the chart and I'm just interested in the strong and weak planets. And the, 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 the things is, is that we, we compensate, uh, we compensate behavior based on the weak planets. Let, let me use an example. So let's say Mercury, the lady yesterday had a debilitated Mercury and that's about communication. So on the high side with communication, we just communicate, we just dialogue with people. But on the low side, we either stop talking and don't communicate and hold back, or we do the high side of the low side, which is like an argument. We say all the things that we can't say when we're not talking, but it's not really communication. That's, that's a more releasing, that's more letting go. And so on the low side, of a so debilitated Mercury is we feel we, we don't have the ability to communicate. So we compensate. So how do we compensate? We can compensate by, by, by never shutting up, by releasing, by saying, I don't communicate well. And we're saying that we get anxious and then we, we spill the beans is that, you know, by, by feeling uncomfortable about it, we, we, we make it the subject that that's all we're talking about is, is that we're uncomfortable with it. And so the, the, the low side of the planets can play out in different ways. You have to look at the whole chart. That's one of the problems with the with the the newspapers is it's only your sun sign and it's and it doesn't say whether your sun is good or bad. It may be that you're I mean, you know, there may be there are people that thrive. I'm not sure who they are, but there are people that thrive in retrograde Mercury. There may have been people who were born in retrograde Mercury and it's like it's their time. It's like, ah, I don't have the pressure anymore that I need to do everything, that finally I can relax and go at my own pace. Mercury retrograde isn't a problem except if you have an agenda. 
if you take a vacation, the Mercury retrograde isn't a problem. Mercury retrograde, uh, I assume most people know, when it appears to be moving backward, it's not actually moving backward, and things don't seem to work as right. well. That's because we're pushing. Mm -hmm. If you don't push, it's not a problem. What happened to astrology has come into a lot of doom and gloom. It's come into a lot of you got to watch out for this and you got to watch out for that. And it's like if you listen to astrologers, you can't go out because it's the old uh, step on the crack or break your mother's back. You know, you're going to you got bad luck everywhere. And it isn't really true. It's it's uh, modern astrology. Well, it's not just modern astrology. It's actually been going on for thousands of years, but it takes your power away. And how does it do that is it does that by by knowing more than you, by 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 saying that this isn't good and this isn't good and this isn't good. And you're going where it's oh, my God, it's it's bad. And it's like, yeah, maybe, but maybe not. Maybe because bad is good and good is bad. There is no good and bad. You know, is, is that 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 I read in a book recently. He said that life crises bring self-awareness if you allow it. It brings it anyways, even if you don't allow it. But people don't often look on it like that. And they don't. Right. But they but it does bring life it does bring self-awareness even when you're fighting it. But the True. point is is that that without the life crisis and there wouldn't be the self-awareness so let's stop talking it about life or cri crisis let's talk about it as an opportunity let's talk about it that things will be intense because because it's a time to learn and rather than frame it in the it's bad and it's going to get worse before it gets better let's just say is this is going to be lots of opportunities to grow this year and that growth is going to make you feel even more secure and you're going to drop even more of your stories I like that. That's actually so just, much just as true, but there's no yeah. disempowering in it. Exactly. And how does the Enneagram of Personality work with astrology? Well, the, the Enneagram of Personality, there's nine personality types. One of them is at your core. And when you know which one it is and you have a you can read about yourself and it's very patterned, you know, that I can give you, uh, you know, six or 10 things about you. Once I know the number, I can tell you how you work. And so by understanding that it's that it's not just my reactions, it's everybody's reactions. It has a, a way of, of legitimizing who I am and what my concerns are. And then it gives you the ladder, you know, the shoots and ladders. It gives you the ladder up to a higher, uh, a higher place in your story. You know, you still have the same personality, but you may not be affected by those same stories. The way that Enneagram and astrology work together is I can see Enneagram in, in astrological configurations, that there are certain markers for each Enneagram type that, um, that appear uh, in astrological charts. It's not an exact science. Like the people who can't find themselves, I particularly, the, the, the modalities I use and the way I present it are particularly helpful for them be, because I, def I help to define them with these different modalities. I, I, I place them in the space of this physical plane space and in that definition, and then I can clear up, you know, what's yours and what's not yours. It, it's like it does it give them a compass sort of a, a, a direction absolutely yeah absolutely well it's funny because i did one of those free self enneagram tests yes. and you answered one of the questions i was going to ask is that if you have to be a relatively self-aware individual to be able to answer those questions because 
and they're asked about two or three times throughout the period in order to see if you give the same answer. And on any given day, I could have asked, answered them in a different way. So I, I guess I'm one of those people who is conflicted in some ways. So let me go, let me go, let me ask you a, a leading question. Do you, did you, you may still, but when you were younger, did you accommodate other people? Yep. Okay, so you're most likely a nine, a peacemaker. And I am definitely a peacemaker. And in fact, once okay. years ago, I was channeled. I did a, a session, and in it, the first thing he said was, you're a peacemaker. <laughs> okay, so the peacemaker merges with other people. That's why they accommodate other people, because they want to create the feeling of peace. But the, 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 the fatal flaw in that argument is that they, they, they engage with other people but they disengage with themselves and so they're creating disharmony within themselves that's that's the only thing you have to get through is just you have to engage with yourself and stop trying to create the story of peace rather than peace by by accommodating other people's needs because it leaves you at, at your age i don't know how old you are but you look like middle middle range and so you've already you know you've already been hip to accommodating other people that that doesn't work and so what you have to do is you have have to accommodate your own needs and in that then you feel the peace and harmony that you're looking for because you can't create it by being by being selfless to create a feeling of peace in your relating with other people because within you is that disharmony and that uh, never feeling complete and whole right let's complete this by saying it's complicated. <laughs> it's very complicated. <laughs> and there's so many aspects that you have to merge as, as an advisor. So with all your modalities, where do you want to lead your clients ultimately? Where do I want to lead my clients? I don't give a better story. I'm not interested in giving you a better story because the better story is, is never lasting. I want to get you out of story. That's the better story. So where I want to, I don't want to lead them anywhere. I, I want them to be, I want them to have real information. I want them to be present with themselves. I want them to love themselves. I want them to have compassion for themselves. I want them to be whole and complete as they are, but I don't have any agenda for them that there's a timeline or there's a, a goal that you have to reach. It's not a hundred yard dash. It's not a, it's not a marathon. It's a marathon, but it's not a 26 mile marathon. And it, and it doesn't necessarily have a completion at the end. It has a, it may have a chapter completion. It may have a book completion. But as we've learned, you know, in Hollywood and in literature, that if you have a successful book, you're going to have a part two. I, I love for them to have uh, a clarity about who they are and what they're trying to attain within themselves, whatever their goals are. And their goals, I don't really care whether it's whether it's a better body or you know healthier body or better relationship or or spiritual depth it doesn't really matter to me what the goals are the the solutions are the same you know the mind body con connection is is that you got to get out of the you want a healthier body you got to get out of the mind so what would be the next steps that you would take once you understand who you're dealing with 
Okay, so I think you're asking me. So what I say is at the end of the reading, people say, this is great, Indra. Now, what do I do with all this? It's, it's, exactly. it's a three-hour or more reading, and, and it's overwhelming information. And it, and it can have a lot of crying spells, and it can have an incredible uh, insight and, and depth, and they get to an understanding that they've never is perhaps never had before. And so... Uh, I came up with what came, what appeared was the four doorways to conscious living, okay? So the first doorway is you have to learn to observe, which that means is you have to watch your thinking, you have to watch your behavior, you have to watch how you react to what other people think, you have to react, uh, you have to watch your reaction to how other people are behaving, you have to watch, I came up with this idea that, uh, you, you know, do you brush your dog before you go to the park or after you go to the park, you know, because that's important, you know, are you trying to impress people or you're trying to get the dog clean, so so you've got to analyze yourself. You've got to get out of the movie of your life and you've got to get into the audience and become the witness of your own uh, of your own actions, of your own thinkings, of your own beings in a in a in a open, um, compassionate, without judging way. So the second doorway is to let go and release what doesn't serve you. So I like to read this. This letting go involves being aware of a feeling, letting it come up staying with it and letting it run its course without wanting to make it different or do anything about it. It simply means to let the feeling be there and to focus on letting out the energy behind it when letting go, ignore all thoughts. And this is from a book called Letting Go by a man, a wonderful man named David Hawkins. And I recommend, I can't recommend this book uh, too much. So uh, it's a fabulous book. And so the third doorway then is to love yourself. And the fourth doorway is to live in the moment. So if you live in the moment, then you can't help but love yourself. And if you're not loving yourself, then you're not in the moment. So how do I love myself is you let go and release what doesn't serve you. And yes, we do spend, you know, a lot of time on this on this doorway. And it's a continual process for a long, long time until it becomes second nature. And as soon as you grab onto something, it doesn't feel right and you let it go. And then how do I know what to let go and release? You you learn to observe. You just watch. It, the, 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 the existence will show you what you need to observe and let go. I, I do have a question for number two. You're right. The releasing of it, that's, that's huge. And there's probably with most people, there are many different areas that they have to release through life through life stories. Everything. You have, everything. To, you have to pretty much release everything. Yeah, exactly. Which is, I think, almost impossible. <laughs> That's why you have to live 70, 80 years. <laughs> if then you're lucky enough to have released. But uh, for someone who has deep-rooted trauma, do they have to go back to that trauma and find the trauma to release? Or can they just release the emotion no. without finding the root? No, you don't need to know the why. I mean, well, it can be helpful yeah. and it's a logical thing, but if you can feel it in your body, you can release it. You don't have to know what it is. And if it's huge, you know, I would imagine, you know, that you would need to do some work on it, you know, because if you've been carrying it around for 30 or 40 years already, it's pretty puffed up and it's, it's very, what, what would you say? It's a, it's a, it's a guest that feels very comfortable in your house, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. so you may have to do a little bit more 
digging on that more directly. But the fact is, is that you don't need to know when you get good at releasing, you don't need to know what it is that you're releasing. You just release and, and it gets easier and easier. And as you get older, I, I was telling somebody this story yesterday that we, we went on a, we, we go out about every six weeks and we go down more to the town and, and go to the, the, the mall and do some, some shopping. It's a big out. It's our big outing, you know, and we're like little kids. It's our big outing. So we went over to the home Depot. I don't know. Do you have home depots up there? It doesn't really oh, yeah. matter, but anyway, oh, yeah. home Depot. And we're standing there looking at something and getting ready to ask. And a, and a, a worker guy there is, is standing there, you know, my age is standing there. And he, and I guess maybe I said, Hey, how you doing? And he says, life is good <laughs> and that's all and and we and we said yes it is and you know for somebody who's 20 and 30 and sitting there and worrying paycheck to paycheck and and life and it's freezing cold and it's raining and and uh, governments and and uh, blockades and you know uh, you may yeah. not get it but the point is that you get to a place yeah. and the guy says to us knowingly life is good and he's not saying that life isn't hard he's not saying that there isn't bad but he's saying is that i'm a survivor and i've and i've released any need and in that standing here naked in at a soul level life is good like a guru you know yeah that's a beautiful thing if you authentically mean it i think that's great so i asking you now are you still releasing some stuff Absolutely. Really? Absolutely. Okay. It'll never stop. It'll never stop. And, but you are, and you're living in the present moment most of the time? Most of the time. That doesn't mean that we don't get uh, flustered by things. We don't roll our eyes sometimes that we, you know, that we, that we, that we question things and we question other people and we, and we wonder and we don't slip into bad habits. They're not lasting and it isn't, you know, eating the wrong thing one time is not the problem. Oh, I know. You know, and, 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 and moderation and everything. And so you have to find that balance. But the thing is, is that, is, is that it, there's a difference between in it and of it. Right. And so you can be in it. Well, well let me, let me see how I want to say this, that, that, that you may be in something, but you don't want it to be. Uh, but you don't want to be of it. And so you can go down, and you can, you can go into the mall, and you can hang with things that you think are, and you can see behavior that you would never want your kids to do, even though your kids may do it. But the thing is, or yourself. But the thing is, is that that that's okay. That 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 the point is, is that it's the releasing of your needs for everybody to act how you want to act that you're surrendered and released whatever it is you need to release. And yes, absolutely. You thought you've given everything and you find out that there's more and you can be really frustrated and, and that's okay in the moment. But the fact is that there's more and, and that's the blessing. The blessing is that there is more to release and that the divinity shows you that there's more. Right. Continually. <laughs> Continually. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, my final question is, in your opinion, what is the secret of life? Uh, okay. So I had to, I don't know. You said you had heard some of my podcasts. So I, I got asked this question recently. Maybe you heard it. So I'll say the same thing 
that I, I said to her. So there's a there's a I don't know whether I made this up or heard it, and uh, it's kind of the way I work. But the thing is, there there so it's a sort of a joke, so a story. So so God says to Mrs. God, "Where should I hide the secret of of life?" And Mrs. God says, "Put it in their heart; they'll never find it there." That is that's wonderful. And so this, so the secret of life is to open your heart, is to, yeah. is to be, is to love, is to be open-hearted, is to be appreciative and have gratitude and, and, and warm, fuzzy feelings. And in love, I read last night in this same book that I have already mentioned once before, Letting Go by this man, David Hawkins, it's very easy reading and it is so deep. He says that Things happen around the frequency of love that don't happen otherwise. That things that, so in other words, things that can't happen can happen in love. That's around in that frequency of love. And that's the miracle. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's a beautiful way to uh, end this podcast. It's very thoughtful. And I hope people think about that. Inja, where can my audience reach you? Well, I, I have a website, inverinsler.com. It's all one word. And I have a lot of information about me there and, and what I offer. And um, I, I'm happy to answer people's questions. If you want to write me, I'm really accessible, inverinsler at gmail.com. You can email me there. I'm on Facebook. I do not so much posting right now, but I do have done a lot of posting there. And I like to offer a free offer to uh, to any of the listeners that I would be happy to send them their Vedic astrology chart. I need three pieces of information. I need the date you were born. I need the place and I need the time. And you email me. It's nice to kind of tell me where you're living now. I kind of like to know that. But uh, not so essential. Those three pieces of information. And I'm also happy to send you... <laughs> something that you mentioned, the free, a free, I don't know if you took a free Enneagram test, but I'm willing to send you a free Enneagram test. It takes about five or 10 minutes. And yes, it, 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 for most people, for many people, they will understand, they will get their Enneagram from it, but there are some people that, that may not get it and they may get a two or three or four possibilities. And that would at least narrow their search and, and then they can start from there. But, uh, it's a five or 10 minute test. If you want that, uh, write me at my email and I'm happy to send those along to, to any listeners that would like that. Terrific. This has been a really interesting, fascinating talk. I really yeah, want to thank you so much. I have a yeah, lot I appreciate, to talk about now. <laughs> oh, I, I appreciate your questions and your uh, enthusiasm. Thank you very much, Indra. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, give us a five-star review, and share it with your friends. And join us next time for Lunch with a Healer. your thoughts with us. Your comments, questions, and suggestions are all welcome. Go to speakpipe.com slash lunchwithahealer and record your message. Try it out today. Mm-hmm.